The following talk was recorded at Label the Planet 2021 Empowering Users, the annual conference on current issues in ethics, social justice and technology from the Free Software Foundation. Label the Planet is a live conference and speakers often use slides and other visual tools to assist their presentation. You can see the videos of these talks at media.libreplanet.org or on the FSF Peertube channel. Label Planet speakers do not represent the mission of the Free Software Foundation. We host speakers talking about their use of free software in different kinds of political and commercial work. The FSF supports their freedom, but does not take positions on any political issues other than those necessary to uphold the principles of free software. Like all the FSF's work on behalf of the grievance of all computer users, Nemo Planet is made possible by thousands of individuals. To keep our work going, please consider becoming an associate member via my.fsf.org join or making a donation at my.fsf.org donate. You can stay informed by subscribing to our newsletter, The Free Software Supporter, at fsf.org fss and for more information on LibrePlanet, you can visit libreplanet.org conference. Hello. So, yeah, greetings, everyone. Uh, I am Pradhan, and I will be serving as the room monitor for this session. And today we have David Revoy as a, as a speaker with us. Hello. Uh, Hello. So this talk is titled "How to Free the Imagination," and uh, and we will be presented by a French free software artist David Revoy. Among his many accomplishments, David is the creator of Pepper and Carrot, which is a free libre web comic painted and managed with 100% free software and uh, distributed under the Creative Commons uh, license. With around 3.6 3 million readers per year, David also created and uh, beautified the SFL, FSF 35th anniversary t-shirts and poster designs. And uh, in this presentation, David will address the relationship between free software, comics, and publishing, and explain why freedom to share, edit, and reshare so the software is necessary to unlock the full potential of human imaginations. So we welcome you, David, and over to you. Thank you very much for the introduction, Pradhan. So I'm, I will start right now the, the slide. I, I hope you can hear my voice and you can see the slide right now on the screen. And um, first, it's about the title of the, of the presentation, How to Free the Imagination. I had a lot of feedback about why the imagination and what not your imagination. And no, it's not a talk about uh, how to make some better imagination or relaxation technique or meditation. I'm speaking really about the collective imagination. It's the imagination uh, as uh, all the universe that we know on science fiction, fantasy, and etc. So I started a little disclaimer on my slide. Sorry for my every heavy French accent and also if I uh, hesitant at one point finding my words for me uh, it's it's always difficult to, to to translate in my brain in English at the same time and I I will try to do the, my best so I made also a little introduction just to so you know my background um, I'm someone from the 80s and uh, I started a career as a, a painter right before entering at the university. Uh, I wasn't really liking the studies. Uh, do not follow my example, it's, it's, it's really bad. 
And uh, I, I started to be a painter and sell canvas, so decorative painting mainly because that was easy to sell. But I was really happy with that. And uh, as any kid from the 80s, I also had a computers and console video game, and I, I really liked this. But I decided to pursue a career into traditional art at first. And then in the 2000, I had internet and I saw the digital art. So it was something new for me and not something that I saw during my studies. And I made like uh, most people, I started to use Photoshop and become a Photoshop teacher, uh, doing board game, cover illustration and everything. And uh, it was before, between 2000 and 2010 mainly. And uh, also I had always an interest for the free software. Uh, so I had always uh, eyes on uh, the Linux distribution and uh, the GNU image manipulation program. And uh, uh, I always liked to see what new development was happening on the field of software. And uh, I started to use more and more uh, the Libre software, just, just like that. But an event in my career just pushed me to to use that even more it's a, uh, an upgrade to windows vista i just boot a machine that that had this system and all my um, my licenses were obsolete at this moment so i had to rebuy all the software just the new version because it was vista compatible and at this moment i had a lot of issue processing the fact that I was really dependent of these uh, tools for my career. So I decided to, to look for alternative and uh, by a lot of uh, good synchronicity, I started to also work with the Blender Foundation for the, for the open movies. So we probably saw Sintel, uh, Cosmos Andromeda, Tears of Steel. And uh, it took me years working like that and working only with free and libre open source software so so then after this uh, open movies I, I decided to continue my freelance career and do my illustration with only free libre and open source software um, and uh, also i started to to be more involved into the beta testing of software like krita and uh, that was really nice and in 2014, I started a webcomic, Pepper and Carrot. And uh, I, I will speak about that later. But So let's come back to the, to the title of the presentation, How to Free the Imagination. And before that, I want to, to do a little quiz uh, in, the, in the chat room, the Libre Planet Room Neptune. Uh, can you? Do you know what this universe is a reference to? So it's not carrot, but when I show you this, can you imagine what I want to talk about? Because all this uh, presentation will be sort of cryptic because I don't want to put some images from the proprietary universe. So I, I tried to make some cameo, some uh, very disguisement. So I don't know if there is a lag between the the room and between the presentation but yes it's just the gnu got it right and uh this is carrot ball <laughs> so i will use carrot ball as an example <laughs> i see a lot 
we know that. So it's it's a, a very famous manga, Carrot Ball, with uh, anime and everything. And can you guess this one? So I'm doing a little pause if there is a, a delay. <laughs> ah, Yank got it right. It's it's the cat war. <laughs> I will not name the, the original brand and you will understand why later. And and I'm doing a last one. <laughs> and this one you, you probably saw if you follow me on, on the channel because I posted it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm waiting a bit. Starmio, Alisa, thank you. <laughs> it's it's very cute. Yes, this one, blinking arrow got it right too. It's the legend of Carrot. <laughs> so I will use this name, and uh, also during all this presentation, I will use only um, like censored name or name that will require you to use your imagination to know what I'm speaking about. Because you will see that the legal, um, the legal issue are, are real. So that's why I have to play this little game with you. <laughs> so we all know this type of universe and, and these are only a sample. I, I took these three because uh, I was sure that probably you, you would know them. Uh, but we are grown in uh, maybe hundreds of universes like this. Uh, I could speak about Lord of the Cat or I, I don't know what, what whatever else. Uh, but all this universe have a great size into our brain now. Um, it's uh, if we think about uh, fantasy, for example, a lot a lot of people will think about Lord of the Cat or the legend of Carrot. And if we pick, speak about science fiction, uh, the Cat Wars will be the, the reference. And uh, that's great. That's great, I, I have to say, because if you if you write these keywords on uh, art-related community, like uh, this website, uh, DeviantCat, uh, you can see that there is a lot of result. And this is only fan art made by uh, people like you and me, artists all over around the world that uh, just draw art for Carrot Ball or for this, um, this type of universe. So as you can see, there is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And this is only on a single community. I, I'm not including the social media. And you, you can imagine it's, it's literally in million that we are speaking million of fan art of, of art created for this universe. And, and that's great because if you are a fan of this universe, it means that you probably have the same taste than another artist and you can find communities, you can meet people that like the same taste than you. So this keyword, this hashtag are very powerful for community, for finding each other. Yes, and here for Cat Wars. So fan art is great for, for, for finding each other, but uh, recently also, it's great for finding a work, a job. 
uh, here I have uh, some screenshot from uh, a social media that prove that uh, some artists are very happy to show that uh, it's by doing fan art that the the big corporation took them, hired them because they see that oh we have fun that doing quality professional quality and and they are really in the spirit of our product so wow it's it's good to get uh, them as art director or something so right now doing fan art is not even just a hobby it's something for finding a job for making a career for making a portfolio so yes fan arts in general are great you can see uh, many contributions that's something that we would like to have the same amount into the free software but uh, here it's crazy the amount of contribution uh, around the universe you have fan fiction you have a uh, uh, drawing, artwork, uh, many things. And uh, it also connects the communities together because of the hashtag, I, I told it. And the audience really likes it because you can, if you are fan of a universe, you can directly find uh, music, uh, artwork, more story about this universe. So it's more content if you like something and it helps the studio to recruit. So yes, bravo. Yeah. I really like this, but there is a but. And the but is these are the property of some big corporation now, some big studio, sometimes some, some, it's not some author anymore. It's, it's really some enterprise. So I named them with a bit of imagination here. And um, you have to know that if you do a derivation of their property, any type of derivation, so often art is a derivation, um, it's their property in a way. Uh, they can open a court and say, yes, this is my property. And that's why the, this universe are locked down or closed, uh, proprietary. I always have difficulties to pronounce this word. Um, and you might tell me that there is the fair use and uh, this uh, presentation is probably against this fair use the most because fair use is um, a gray area I call it because you, you, you can you don't know what you can really do you don't know what you can't really do um, fair use is um, is like an excuse that sometime if you do some fan art a court if a corporation start to attack you you can say oh uh, i want to make my fan art be examined under the fair use and they will review four points so i listed the four points they will review one is about the purpose and the transformative aspect of uh, the the product so the purpose if you do uh, a fan art or a movies or something that is against the the original product. Uh, for example, this is a bad purpose or if it's a sexual content and the, the original is against that, for example, this is a purpose that can make you lose the fair use. Transformative, if it's not transformative enough, if it's really looking like the original, this is also something that we you, you will make loss. The second point is the fictional versus non-fictional. Uh, this, in, in a nutshell, is 
you can do fan art of non-fictional things. For example, if you are, if you saw the Apollo 13 crew coming back to Earth, and you make a fan art about the Apollo 13 crew, uh, the movie Apollo 13 can't sue you for making a fan art about that because it happens in the real life. It's a real, real um, situation. So if it's non-fictional, you can do fan art about it. You have no problem with the one who makes a product about non-fictional event. The amount, if you do, um, for example, in the Legend of Carrot, he has this very iconic green hat. So if I do in my comic just a character with a green hat, it's, it's okay. There is not a lot of amount of similarities. But if I put the same sword, the same shield, the same haircut, the amount is start to growing and growing and growing. So the amount is also a gray area because there is no, uh, no one telling you, oh, you have the right to put five things or two things or no, the amount is to be deliberated during uh, a, a, a court. And the economical impact, that is also the most important. If you do some commercial artwork and uh, if this commercial artwork is proven to can hurt or can be uh, something that the original can't do itself, uh, yes, this is a most a big percentage of the case are just about the economical impact and commercial. So let's move, but this one is very important. And um, as you can see, I, I put some screenshot about uh, something that you can, you all probably saw that in your RSS feed or uh, in, uh, in the social network, the number of uh, news about a big brand that uh, shut down a fan art product or sue a fan art thing. So here, for example, a fan movie is taken down by Catendo. We have here uh, Catney who uh, decide to make a copyright notice because uh, a photo of a toy they, they, they own was online. Uh, the, the number of uh, asking for uh, damage and uh, <laughs> real life Jedi lightsaber school sued because uh, yeah, you can't do that even. So, so you can see that this is really the power of this proprietary universe. Um, they are very happy about being able to recruit to get some job. They are very happy about the free advertisement because when you have 500 million, uh, 500,000 people doing uh, fan art for you, it's a very good advertisement. It's, it's make a very strong community, but they have the, the very right to shut down what they don't like. So it means that everything is illegal and they use that just to remove what they can't, they don't want because it takes time. It takes time and money to do to sue uh, this type of product. And uh, it's also a very bad advertisement to do that for them. So uh, I'm sorry to, to show you that because all this universe we have in mind, 
that we share uh, together as um, our imagination for what is fantasy, for what is science fiction, uh, it's mostly proprietary. So even the brick we have in mind to think about doing universe is, uh, uh, it's proprietary brick. You, you, you can't really do things. And uh, recently, even on Twitter, I, I, I posted a, a random concept art of a character and someone say, oh, it's a fan art for this character. Because the proprietary culture is so big now, even if you think you made something new, there will always be a character in the proprietary that would say, no, this, is a, this can be considered like a fan art for this character. And now you have even to put a hashtag for creation, OC, original creation, each time you do something that is your own. So as you can see, fan art became the normality and original creation became like the minority. So why I'm speaking about this at the Free Software Foundation Libre Planet conference? Uh, it's because this is at the origin of uh, my work for the Libre Culture in general. Uh, I, I saw a very big parallel uh, between getting proprietary software on my machine, something that I realized uh, maybe 15 years ago. And then after maybe 10 years ago, I, I saw the culture as something that was pre-installed in my brain, the way I think about uh, fantasy, about science fiction, and uh, the way that it's uh, non-libre stuff that I have in my brain. So now you can probably understand better the title of the, of the slide, the how to free the imagination. It's the imagination in general. And the answer is in this only slide here. It's uh, by creating software, uh, software, sorry. <laughs> this is good too, but by creating universe, um, science fiction universe, fantasy universe, and all with one of this uh, license. It's Creative Commons license. The first one is the public domain or the CC0. It's not exactly the same, but for the simplification of this slide, I, I, I put that. The second one is the one I choose. It's the CC BY. It's, uh, you need to credit the author uh, who did the work upstream when you reuse. And uh, you have also the copyleft one, the CC BY share alike that is recursive. So everyone reusing your work have to also put it under the same license. And if you do that, uh, it's a guarantee for the people who do fan art of your work, who can do fan art of your universe, that they are totally legal and protected, protected against yourself too. So that's what I decided to do with uh, the webcomic Pepper and Carrot. And uh, it's now almost seven years that I'm uh, doing working on that. And uh, Pepper and Carrot uh, is a webcomic. You can see here the website. It's about a little witch and her cat, and they uh, evolve in a fantasy universe. And uh, this universe is totally under the Creative Commons attribution. So 
I'm using only free and libre software for making everything. Uh, I wish I could detail this slide, but we could take uh, one hour for that. But the main one are Krita and Inkscape. The one I use, Krita for the artwork and Inkscape for the text. And uh, then I use some uh, command line interface to do some manipulation to build my comic page from these two. And I have a website here uh, that share the big file, the big, uh, the big artwork and a Frama Git. It's a GitLab instance from Framasoft that uh, share all the SVG, the Inkscape file for the translation and the speech bubble. Uh, this system, when you open a universe, you can get a lot of contribution. Uh, it, it opens because uh, it's not like if you ask for proprietary or for this type of work. For, for Pepper and Carrot, for example, the translation is one of the biggest derivation we, there is on the project. It's now seven, uh, 57 languages available and 20 languages at, at 100 persons, meaning all episodes and websites translated. That's really a lot. And of course, there is fan art. There is 130 uh, fan art on Pepper and Carrot. And it's a proof that I don't have anything against fan art. I just want things to be clear and legal for fan art. Um, once you can do fan art and you know that you can reuse your fan art to do whatever you want, even commercial or even uh, your own portfolio or even your own printing book later, it's, it's perfect for me. I, I really dislike this gray area that is very perfidious from the, the company. And so we, there is a lot of derivation here. There is two video games about Pepper and Carrot, uh, a comic, Pepper and Carrot Mini, uh, some movies, pixel art. I'm going quick here, cosplay also. And book publishing. So this one is very interesting because there is uh, the commercial aspect that is uh, a bit more uh, strong into the publishing when you have a book. In France, I have uh, the publisher Glena that publish Pepper and Carrot, and it's uh, in every retail uh, and library. Uh, and we use only the Creative Commons as a contract between us. And you, you will see um, it helps really at getting some power back to the author because, for example, I was able, you, you can see on the part of the right, to publish my own self-published webcomic in English uh, on my eShop, on my page. And, and so at any time I can switch publisher or even self-publish the book. So it's a bit like if the money was off the table. And uh, of course for fun, it's the opportunity to make uh, their own printing uh, version. So, so this is really good to also put the publisher out of the creativity. So they can't tell their marketing team, uh, oh, you should change that or this aspect of your comic. Um, no, in this case, they, they just republish as a derivation and they do fan art in a way. And uh, 
how this can be funded because yes making all these pages and maintaining all this uh, repository takes a long time uh, it's only by funding of the readers of pepper and carrot and by sometime companies and you can see my publisher here uh, who also uh, was a sponsor at one uh, for the episode and uh, this type of uh, funding by patronage uh, is very popular now. When I started the project, it wasn't the case. Uh, it was very new, but uh, this system really helped me to to find uh, a way to interact with the audience and to fund the project Pepper and Carrot. And more recently, uh, it's only one year old. I have also the eShop with uh, some products and uh, also the self-published uh, book. So this is a, a little uh, uh, the little way that I can uh, live doing pepper and carrot right now, and uh, also what make me totally uh, independent from using advertisement or why uh, I have not the pressure of a publisher to finish something. For example, I can take my time on quality on making the right things. So thank you very much for all the one who participate to this credit and uh, I'm reaching now the the last slide. So this presentation is uh, also under the Creative Commons attribution, but with some exception. Of course, now you can imagine that uh, all the little cameos I made with Carrot fall under the gray area of fair use. So yes, do, do not reuse them for your video game uh it has to be noted on the presentation also uh, the screenshot of website are here just for code you can't uh, say that uh, all their logos and all their fonts are creative commons attribution too and uh, the logo of software that i showed on the tools i'm using are under trademark sometime it's okay but uh, i'm using them only to code also in this presentation. And also a last note that um, the person that done the cosplay of Pepper and Carrot, please uh, do not reuse uh, them without the authorization of this author, this uh, young uh, cosplayer. And that's all. <laughs> so thank you. I, I will now check the, the question on the, on the channel, on the IRC. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, that was quite a session. Uh, we we yeah. had a lot of uh, information regarding uh, the free to uh, tools that you are using. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I had one question from my end. Uh, I'll go through the IRC once again, check the questions. And one question that that's from my end is that uh, I checked out your website, uh, and there is one. I'll just post this link in the IRC and uh, the chat. So, I. I needed to know how uh, how can you know you can come up with these uh, ideas that uh, allow you to you know uh, have a, a concept that you have from a movie applied to your characters and and it it fits perfectly anyone that who has seen the movie will surely correlate without any doubt. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I, I have a problem with the audio quality. I'm not sure I understood your question. Can okay. you repeat? Uh, 
thank you <laughs> yeah yeah sure sure so david i posted one link in the irc are you able to get that uh, this is from your website uh, yes oh become yeah. my patreon maybe the or the shop i see um, so my ah. irc nick xmen app i'll just post it Again. Yes, if you can. Um, Matrix Foundation today. Live stream for the Matrix Foundation today. Okay, I'm yes. opening it. Yes, and there is a little comic here. Yes, this one is a. Ah, this one is a, also a, a so, sort of under the fair use. It, it's a, It's obviously uh, the the owner of the Matrix of the movies uh, could. Uh, could really start to say, hey, uh, this scene of the spoon is my property and I want uh, this to get removed because uh, it's against my, uh, I don't know, economical interest or uh, I don't like uh, the free software or something. And they could do it. But as I explained it before, they can do it now for everything because even when I invent a character, you can mm -hmm. find now an anime that has a character that looks alike. <laughs> so okay. this is the big problem of fair use. So in, in this case, I, I would say, no, you can see that this is not commercial. This is only for humor. Uh, this is only okay. for uh, not doing any hurt to your brand. It's a, right. a celebration of the matrix. And mm -hmm. I will try to do the carpet to, to be very low as an artist and yeah. uh, of course, not getting uh, sued by a right. thousand of, right. uh, of dollars. <laughs> yes. So, David, we have around 10 minutes left, and there have been uh, three, four questions uh, from IKO in the IRC. Of all the funding models that you have tried so far, uh, crowdfunding, mod sales, which funding model has worked out best for you and why? So, this is the question addressed. Oh, yes. So, I, I tried uh, a lot. A lot because if I include uh, the one that I tried as part of a team, for example, uh, during the Blender Foundation uh, open movie period, uh, I, we tried the um, pre-sale of DVDs. We tried the like Kickstarter-like uh, campaign, uh, right. and uh, I tried also a lot of patronage website, uh, Liberapay, Patron, TP, and the one that works the best for me uh, is the one task-based. So the one that I click on a button to say, um, mm -hmm. I, I will get your funding when the work will be done. And for Pepper and Carrot, it's when a new episode is released, uh, for example, on Patreon. Mm -hmm. And then I can press the button and get the funding of the community for this specific task. And, and this is probably because um, I was trained to be a freelancer, uh, 15 years of freelance for doing illustration. So I have a, a sort of uh, requirement to get a sort of deadline, to get a, uh, a sort of uh, money management. And at the same time, it gives me the freedom, for example, to do this type of T-shirt uh right. for companies and and not feel guilty because if i was monthly based uh by donation i feel mm -hmm. always a bit guilty by by this because uh, the monthly based and if i do the free software foundation t-shirt uh, no if people give me monthly donation it's for doing pepper and carrots 
So, for yeah. example, LiberaPay, the LiberaPay uh, way to make the funding is recursive in time. And I very like this because uh, it gives me a very minimum amount of money that I can get. But at the same time, I feel guilty each time I take a one week holiday or each time I'm doing one week off for Framasoft or something. So I, I prefer when yeah. it's task based. Uh, I feel it, I feel it's a more honest and check with the community at this moment. <laughs> okay, so I guess you've uh, given a you know great detailed answer on that. And uh, more questions have poured in in the IRC. And another one is, what would be the pros for the free for a non-free publisher to switch to free publishing? How would I motivate an argument to open the content? What would be the uh, okay. So what would be the pros you are now unmuted. for a non-free publisher to switch to free publishing? This is the first part of the mm -hmm. question. And the second part yeah. is, how can I motivate an argument to open the content? So I can't speak for every publisher because I, I haven't worked for them all. Uh, I worked as a freelancer for maybe 10 publishers in my career in general. And uh, from what I see, they have a very, uh, very old process. So, for example, for, for correction of comic, they still print the comic in black and white, and they send it to a corrector that corrects it with a red pen. And then they came okay. back with the... So, so you, you can see that there is no software involved at all. There is not, uh, as we have now on Pepper and Carrot, the the Git with diff, we, we can see uh, each line, what, what was one modified, what speech bubble was modified or something. No, it, it's, it's very old. And um, I feel that they have a lot of uh, human resource like this. And these are not very flexible for, for the one I, I know. So for example, they have their, their process with, um, with Adobe tools. And they will, um, I don't think they want even to learn to, to get a new process with another tool. So, for example, my publisher will publish Pepper and Carrot. They prefer to get some uh, transitional format, like uh, taking the JPEG or taking the PNG and printing that, than uh, trying to install Krita and get the layers and uh, everything. So, I, I think. Learning a new tool is a very big deal for a company. Yes, yes, right, right. So Krita is the tool that you are using. And uh, uh, we have a few minutes left now, and uh, the IRC is open for you. So if you would like to go through the IRC and answer any questions that are posted there, uh, feel uh, free to do that. I'm, I'm very curious. This is a, a, a geek curiosity here. that I always have about the time zone. And uh, if people can just write uh, just a location of where they are, I'm just always, uh, it, it feels good <laughs> to see uh, from where you are listening this. Yeah, I'm in the south of France uh, at 10 minutes from a, a city. So it's a very the countryside. <laughs> oh, there is a question from Simpolima. How do we get Pepper and Carrot installed on people's brain. What would be your ideal vision for the project future? Um, you don't need to have anything installed on your brain. If you like it, you can just reuse it. So I guess 
how to get pepper and carrot installed on people's brain is uh, the same way that you can uh, install a cat walls or dragon dragon cat uh, Y on your brain. So this is something we do when we like something just. And uh, what would be your ideal vision for the project future? My ideal vision would be to get more creators like me who start to make open universe. We need a, a good science fiction universe in the free uh, liberal culture. Uh, we need a, a good uh, realistic universe uh, for, I don't know, uh, police investigation or something. We, we need all these character, uh, very charismatic character uh, that you, we can reuse. And right now I feel a little bit alone with, uh, of course, there is the hidden iceberg of all the public domain uh, from the last century and everything. There is a lot of resource, but I would like to get some contemporary artists that does some free characters that I can uh, make some fan art in my comic with their character and uh, just mention them. Uh, right now I can do a appearance of Sintel in one of my comics, for example, but uh, you can see it's pretty limited. The, the free lib culture universes are pretty limited. Mm. Oh, so I see on IOTC now. Wow. Thank you. That's really something that I love for my curiosity to see the the time zone and uh, where you are listening this from. So it's 50. I think it's a good time for the end. Au revoir tout le monde and bye-bye. Thank you very much. Yes. So, uh, lots of questions have been answered. And uh, so uh, we are reaching the end of our session. If anybody has any last minute questions, they can go to the IRC and if not, then yeah. we'll close on. And I will be around on IRC for 15 minutes after the, the ending for answering. Okay. So, yes, you will okay. see my, my, my nickname is Divad and I'm doing a ping in like this right now. So. <laughs> Lots of thank you messages are coming into the IRC. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.